0: Anyway, a woman went to a post office to buy stamps for her Christmas cards. And the post office clerk said, What denomination stamps you need? And this woman said, Oh my goodness, how come we have denominations even on stamps? Give me 50 Baptist and 50 Catholic. <laughs> you know, one day a teacher was talking to your first grade class about Wales when a little girl had a question. And the little girl asked, do whales swallow people? Teacher said, no, no, no. Even though they are much bigger than a person, they have throat plates that filter their food to krill and plankton.
1: So they can't actually
0: swallow anybody. And little girl said, but Mrs. Thurston, Jonah was swallowed by a whale. And the teacher said, no, she got so angry. Blue whales cannot swallow people. Blue whales cannot swallow people. And little girl said, well, when I get to heaven, I will ask Jonah if he was really swallowed by a blue whale. Teacher was filled with anger and she said, what if Jonah went to hell? And the girl, without stopping a beat, she said, well, then you can ask him there. Lift up your Bible and say this after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak your word this morning. Let your word be released and it will go on the right hearts and minds. And I'm just a mailbox deliver guy. And I am here to just deliver your word, and I pray that you will strengthen your children as they receive it. I don't want to corrupt this word in any way, adding my own little masala into it. I pray that you will speak, and it will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This morning, I have a word that I feel the Holy Spirit put in my heart to speak is to talk about, we all know, last week we talked about the tongues and how important is the gift of tongues. And it was a Pentecost Sunday, and it is important to embrace this gift that God has given us. And this week I want to talk about how to stay in the presence of God. The title is, How to Stay or Reminding Yourself in the Presence of God. And the scripture we want to use is John 1, 2. 32. John 1 John gave further evidence yes, testifying officially for the record uh-huh. with validity
1: and relevance saying, I have seen the spirit descending as a dove out of heaven and it dwelt remained on him never to depart.
0: This is from the expanded Bible. So if you're uh, reading this you are thinking what is this how big is the verse you know sometimes I read different translations different versions just to get an understanding of what God speaks and it looks very beautifully by the way when you read the book of John John is a different style of the whole together, the style is very different. If you read the other first synoptics gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, they have a unique style. And one of the reasons why it's like this is because John wrote it in a later part. After all these gospels were written, John wrote this. So that's why you find this uh, uh, style of writing is pretty different. And he wrote this uh, and the way he even puts together, there is a little bit of a... greek touch to it but most of the time if you read it it's it's pretty much cut straight to the point he doesn't talk much stories or whatever he just goes right into the matter of it and that's why it's good to know what this author says i mean we know the author is holy spirit but this writer says and he witnessed something really beautiful And this is what it talks about here. John gave further evidence testifying officially for the record with validity and relevance saying, I have seen the spirit descending as a dove out of heaven and it remained on him never to depart. And I want to make a suggestion here. I don't know about this. If you go back years before, thousands of years before, and this was Noah. He opened up. This ark, and he released a dove. And the Bible says, the dove, it went, and he found no resting place, and it came back. OK? Why it found no resting place, and it came back? Uh, because the land was filthy. And then years later, you will see the same Tao, it came and it remained on Jesus. What's my point here? This is the thing. The Tao symbolically talks about the Holy Spirit. And when the Tao was released, the Holy Spirit was released, he looked for a person that carries the spirit of Yahweh that to relate to be rest on that person and what happened was throughout the history from abraham all the way to david and and even the kings and the judges and you will see the prophets all the way there was not one person who was available To host the presence of God. In the Old Testament, the presence of God comes and goes. Comes upon a particular person to bring a particular message. To give a particular solution to the problem. But that's about it in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, when Jesus came, things changed. In the New Testament, it's not just comes and goes it comes and remains and today we have the privilege and I have said this in the beginning of the service in every religion you go to the temple only in the kingdom the temple is in you you are the temple and that's why I think it's C.S. Lewis said this I was kicking and screaming when I brought into this religion called Christianity, but later I came to realize that I didn't come to your place, I came to know your person, it's so beautiful, I'm obviously, I'm adding, I'm paraphrasing it, so C.S. Lewis says that he didn't come, he thought he came to your place, but we all know Christianity is different from Christian living, Christianity talks about a place. It talks about arriving there, doing stuff, externals. But Christian living is not a place, it's a person. It's a person of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, we're going to take a few minutes and talk about how we can stay remaining in the presence of God. And I want you to take your Bible to John chapter 1. We're going to read a few scriptures because it's before we jump into you know, how to remain in the presence of God, I want to give you a little bit of a highlight of how this word all comes together. Let's start reading from John chapter 1. I'm reading from King James Version, New King James Version. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made in him life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it i said this to you last week i'm going to say this again we need to understand this father son and the holy spirit they all work together father created son redeemed holy spirit dwells in us so there is no competition, but there is only complementation. That means they complete one another. They just don't compete one another. And this is the important thing we need to understand. The Spirit of Jesus, actually the Holy Spirit, who actually convicted us that we need Jesus. That's why I said this last week. I'm going to say it again so that we can understand the reason why we are talking about remaining in the presence. The Holy Spirit brought us to Jesus. Amen. That is what we call salvation. The second thing what we know is the disciples baptized us in the water. That's what we call about the baptism of the water. That's about setting apart. The third one, it is Jesus baptizing us in in the Holy Spirit, which is actually the spirit of Jesus. That's the walking in the fullness. And this morning, we're going to talk about how this spirit of Jesus enables us to walk day in, day out, day in, day out in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So what we are going to deal with is, I have a slide here to show you, but before we jump into this whole, uh, you know, presence carrier versus performance carrier. I have made a simple uh, difference between how to d- examine ourselves. Am I a presence carrier or am I a performance carrier? What is a performance? Performance is somebody who performs before a particular people group or a stage. You know, we call the drama artist their performance. You know, the word hypocrisy, the word basically means someone who wearing different masks. In the Greek theaters, they didn't have a lot of uh, different uh, actors playing different roles there's one guy actually playing the same different roles so what he will do you will put a mask you will act like a father then you will go change the mask you will you will become like a son or a wife or whatever so that's called the hypocrisy so in that's a performance but in the kingdom there is no such thing called performance in religion you need to perform in religion you need to strive to get a good name get a good reputation And that's why we have trained ourselves in the religious circle how to perform well. How to make ourselves be known, happy, holy people. And that's why we have this dichotomy where Sunday has become holy, the rest of the days doesn't become holy. The Sunday church time and that too first week of the sunday we take communion that becomes even extra holy and the remaining sundays or the remaining part of the sunday it's not a big deal you know and that's why we have come to this place where we don't realize that the kingdom of god is not just for a particular day or a particular season kingdom of god is to realize every single day in your life amen so now We're going to go into this verse here in John chapter 1. Let's read this verse. Why we're going to read this different verse? I'm just giving a backdrop so that we can understand. Turn with me, John chapter 1, verse 29. John saw Uh Jesus coming toward him Uh and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Stay with me here. 700 years before Jesus was born. If you can turn your Bible to Isaiah 53.
1: All we like uh-huh. sheep have uh-huh. gone astray. Uh-huh. We have turned everyone to his own way. Yes. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Okay, look at this.
0: 700 years before, this is fascinating. All we are like sheep who have gone astray. Each one have turned one on his to its own way. What does that mean? That means we are supposed to follow the original design of God. You know what is sin? Sin, the best description of sin is this verse. Each one has followed to become their own God and follow their own way. And that's why Jesus said this 700 years later. This was prophesied 700 years before. 700 years later when Jesus was born, he said this so beautifully. And he said this. And he said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am your life. What was he saying? You know, if I am here to restore you back into the way. Now John looks at Jesus and he looks at, read this verse now. 29. The next day, John was saw coming... Jesus, John, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the lamp of God who takes away the sin of the world. What was the sin of the world? The sin of the world was each one was following their own way. Are you getting my point? So, here was John looking at this person. He came. That's why I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. The Son of God become the son of man, so that the sons and daughters of men can become sons and daughters of God. Amen? Amen. So we have gone away. We have chosen our own path. You know, sin, sin is not necessarily the checklist that you have that I didn't do this, I didn't do this, I did this, I did this. No. Sin is missing the mark, The missing the original design of God. The original design of God is what? Is never to start a religion. The original design of God is never for you to be part of a religion. The original design of God is to be part of a kingdom. Eternal kingdom, internal kingdom, it's a kingdom that never ends. That's why in Isaiah 6 it says, upon his shoulder the government shall ever increase. Let me tell you this, that means. Even in eternity, you will be amazed. The government is still increasing. Amen. Is it amazing? So that's why Jesus never preached a religion, never started a religion, never endorsed a religion, never been part of a religion. In fact, he was against religion. And this is why we have to realize this. When John's looked at Jesus and said, "Behold, this man." A.K. Homo, which is the word that even Pilate used it, which means this is the man. The man. The word "man" in Hebrew means ish, the spirit. That spirit has fallen. Why? Because when Adam disobeyed God, what did he do? He actually obeyed Satan. So he swapped the masters. Because he swapped the masters, sin came into this world. We have turned our ways towards God and towards our way, towards our own lifestyle. And we have chosen to walk in our own ways. So what happened? This man came again. This man, where had no corruption inside of him, no sin inside of him. When this man came, God looks at this man, I'm going to bring my restoration through this man. Amen. Son of God became a son of man, so that the sons and daughters of men can become sons and daughters of God. Amen. That's why Romans 8.14 says, As you are led by the Spirit, man is spirit-ish. That Spirit has disobeyed God and swapped the masters. Now, as you are led by the Spirit, now this man comes under the Spirit of god we will be called sons and daughters of God. Come on, guys, this is marvelous, isn't it? Amen? Amen. So, this is why, let's read one more scripture. This is why we're going to make some backdrops before we jump into this teaching, okay? Now, read John chapter 1 verse 14. Okay, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we behold his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Listen to this very carefully. The word become flesh. We saw in the beginning the word God spoke, man came. Ish is a man. You know, that means mankind has got two kinds. I've said this before. Mankind has got a male kind and a female kind. I am a male mankind. My wife is a female mankind. Just like Rani is a female mankind. And Kranti is a male mankind mankind that's 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 how God created so when word became flesh why has to word become flesh because the first word when God spoke and he created man he has swapped the masters so now God has to come and find a pure man who can carry his spirit and to dwell here so that he can bring back the humanity amen so the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus dwelling among us, and we behold his glory. The word glory is basically means the mind of God, the culture of God, the glory. That's the weightiness of God. So let's let's examine this a little bit. So when Jesus came into this world, he didn't come here to show off that he is the most strong, most powerful, or most you know cool. Person that he ever walked on the planet earth. No. He came here to show the mind of God. What was the mind of God? To restore man into the original design. To restore man from walking in his own ways into the ways of God. That's why the man was called a spirit man. But when he fell, what happened? He became not just a spirit man, he became the spirit of man. So, the flesh took over him, the spirit took over the back seats. You understand the point? So, that's why John records here. He says, We behold his glory. What does that mean? The mind of God. So, Jesus, I think it's Bill Johnson said, Jesus is perfect theology. What does that mean? Jesus is the perfect representation of God the Father. So, when we look at Jesus, he never performed it. He never showed off. Look, he goes to the village. The blind men are shouting, Son of David, have mercy. If you would have performed, he could have made all the village grow blind. He walked there like the Iron Man coming down. You know, have you seen this movie? Iron Man coming down and slows down and then everybody comes stand here, receive like the Benin. Boo! You know, he could have done that. But he didn't do this. Why? Because he is not into performance. That's why John records this. We behold his glory. What was the glory? The mind of God. Every time you look at Jesus, you see the mind of God. You see the culture of God. You see the weightiness of God. And what happened? This weightiness of God takes us to the place where we realize. Look at this verse. The only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Look at verse 16. And his fullness, we have received grace and truth for the law was given through Moses. Now, it's getting a little deeper. Stay with me. It's important. The law was given to Moses but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Okay. What is the Old Testament? After man fall, what happened? Man has to come up with laws. There was 10 commandments. Moses. And then the prophets. What are the prophets? They brought the voice of God. So now in the New Testament, after Jesus came, the laws of God, the commandments of God, and the voice of God has been replaced with what?
1: Grace
0: and truth. So grace is what? The word grace in Hebrew, sorry, in Greek, it means charis, which means favor. So now this grace, it's not below law, it's above law.
1: So now grace came
0: and it says what law could not do, grace has actually fulfilled it. What man has strived to enter God, remember? He was trying to go to God. Remember when Adam fell, he walked on his own way. He found his nakedness. The Bible says in Genesis 3, he actually sewed some fig leaves. Fig leaves. He tried to cover his... And then in the same book here in John chapter 1, you look at this verse... verse, 48. Jesus looks at Nathanael and says to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you, you were, were under the fig tree, under the fig tree, tree, I saw you. Where is man right now? Under the fig tree. Where is fig tree trying to fix your own mess? I will do this by myself. If I pray hard, if I fast well, if I do this well, if I give more, you know, you know, people will say in some particular religion they will take a notebook and you will write one slogan thousand times. You know, we also do yes in yes in yes in Write for thousand times. You you write. You can take a A4 book and write yes in yes in That's not going to change. That's fig leaves. So look at the fig leaf. The first man, Adam. What did he do? He was trying to put fig leaves and covered. And God asked him as if God forgot where was he. Where are you, Adam? Hello. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where are you? What was that? Where are you? Doesn't mean it's not the physical position it is a spiritual position he moved from the presence to the performance so what happened when he moved from the presence to performance he started working on his own that's why god's asking where are you now nathaniel the word nathaniel means gift of god now, Nathaniel was told by, I think it was Philip, tells him, hey, we have found the Messiah. Messiah means who brings the salvation, the redemption, the one who redeemed, the anointed one. So,
1: Nathaniel says, can anything
0: come out of Galilee? Why? He's still under the performance, the fig tree. That's why Jesus looked at Nathaniel and says, this is beautiful. This is mind-blowing stuff. I don't know, say amen on the chat or whatever. You know, this, Jesus looked at him and says, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Where was Adam found? The fig tree. Under the fig. And God took him. And look at the same Genesis chapter 3. God actually, this is beautiful. I want you to, guys, turn with me. Genesis chapter 3. This is, this is going to freak you out. Genesis chapter 3, verse 20. Verse 7 says, The eyes of the both of them were open, and they know they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made them self-covering. Covering. Now, themselves covering. That's what performance means. You have to cover yourself. You have to prove yourself. You have to, you know, that's why I tell them, you know, if you manipulate to get something, you have to manipulate to keep that. Amen. If God gives you, He protects it. If you try to strive to get it, that's it. You know? So, look at this verse. Chapter 3, verse 21, Genesis. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. them tunics of skin and clothed them. Now, what is the tunic of sin God gives you when you come under the new covenant? He gives you the robe of righteousness. What is the robe of righteousness? It is the blood that covers. So, when God looked at Adam and he saw only the fig leaves were covered there, he took symbolically a lamb that was slain and he took that lamb and he put the tunic. Now, John looks at Jesus Verse 29, he says, Look, look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What was the sin? The original design. What was the original design? You are supposed to walk in the way. But now you have chosen to walk in your own way. Now, this is why I wanted to spend some time to draw this background performance of an old man and the presence carrier of a new man in christ amen isn't it beautiful guys now now that we discussed this i want to quickly run now you know the difference between am i a performance carrier or a presence carrier now let's quickly go through this i have written down here six or seven differences you know What is the presence carrier? How his mind works? God is good all the time. He desires to bring his life over me. This is the presence carrier. Why? He is staying not on the fig tree. He is covered by the blood of Jesus. Every time Father looks at Gideon, every time Father looks at Stephen, every time Father looks at Karanti, Patrick, Vishwanath, Michael Jackson, every time when Father looks at all those names, he doesn't look him alone. He looks through the blood of Jesus. That's why the lamb that was slain in the Old Testament, there was a lamb that was temporarily slain to cover Adam's nakedness. Today, your nakedness, what was the nakedness? The sin that was covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. 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 So beautiful. So God is good all the time and he desires to bring his life over me. Second Corinthians 9, 8. It's from the expanded Bible. Read quickly, please you more blessings Uh than you need Mm -hmm. overflow abound all grace to you you will always have plenty of everything in all things at all
1: times you will have all you need enough to give to abounding every good work amen so
0: this is the thing God can give you more blessings than you need overflow abound in all grace so that you will always have plenty of everything that means in the things, at all times, you'll have all you need. Let me prophesy over you right now. As you are in the presence, let me tell you, you may have a 30% cut or a 50% cut or a 25% cut. Let me tell you, that cut is going to be filled by the presence of God. Amen. In a deeper way that you look at the end of this month, I looked, I crossed over. How did You know, we were talking as a staff, we started serving when the lockdown started. And we look back, it's almost like 6 or 7,000 kilos of food has been given so far. God opened miraculous doors. And we look back how he protected, how he took care, how sacrificially people gave, how things worked out. Our mind cannot comprehend. Guys, that's our miracle working God. What happens to the performance carrier? God is good. Well, it depends. He can't wait to judge me. So it's everything is revolves around him. If I don't do right, if I didn't read my Bible, you know, something goes wrong. If I didn't pray, something goes wrong. You don't read your Bible so that everything will go well. You read your Bible because God has a word spoken for you and you meditate on it. Amen. It's a different mindset. It's a mindset not just to get something out of it. It's a mindset because you have received his life. Amen. Amen. It's totally different. Number two, living in constant hope. Yeah, Psalms 71 verse five. For 6. you are my hope, uh-huh. O Lord God, uh-huh. you are my trust from my youth uh-huh. and the source, the source of, of my confidence. Of the source of my confidence. Living in constant hope. So when you are when you are in the presence, you are in a constant hope. You constantly believe that good things are gonna happen. You constantly believe God will turn everything, even if it looks bad, you will turn into good. And what happened? When you are in the performance, you live in anxiousness. The Bible says, I think in Philippians, be not anxious of anything. anything. But in all these things, give thanks to God. What is an anxious spirit? An anxious spirit says, I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know. Maybe I didn't do well. You know, right after the exam, many of you are anxious. Or, you know, I, I don't know if it still happens. When I finished my schooling, uh, your results come on on a national newspaper. You know, Tamil newspaper it comes, and you have to get your newspaper, and your number is there, and uh, it usually comes in the evening newspaper, then a Thenamalar, something like the evening because in the evening. And I tell you guys, I fasted and prayed, my number should come. You know, cast the demon out of the printing guy, and some. You know, sometimes the printing error also is there, and they publicly announce you. I I remember me and my friend, my number came, his number didn't come, you know, and I was happy for me, but he was so down, he was like, I don't know what's going on, you know, I, I still remember that part of being anxious, chewing all your nails, and you don't know what else to chew when all your nails have been chewed off, you know, and that's the anxious spirit, but when you're living in the presence, it's the constant hope, what is that anxious because it talks about your works constant hope it talks about the work of god amen amen every work is dead work except the work of jesus on the cross amen number 3 interdependence first corinthians 12:26 and it's, if one member suffers uh-huh. all the parts share the suffering uh-huh. if one member is honored uh-huh. all the
1: members share in the enjoyment of it
0: that's one member suffered. All the members suffers. One member is honored. All members share in the enjoyment of it. That's the interdependence. That's why when it hurts Gideon, it hurts me. When when Stephen gets a promotion, I am joyful. Why? Because this is what Joyce Mayer said. This is very beautiful. If you can't celebrate other people's victory, God can't give you your own victory. A yeah, people who lives in the presence of God always... See as a unified thing. If one part of the body suffers, our whole body suffers. I want you to remember this. If you are not a presence carrier, you know what happens? You are walking as an independent or a co-dependent. What is an independent? I can do it on myself. I don't need anybody's help. But the co-dependence is also unhealthy. It's like constantly. They're like leech. Some relationships that you may have, they're like leeches. They just stick to you. Until they suck everything off from you, but that's not a good relationship, you know That's why the Bible talks about a presence carrier is somebody who is interdependence. Number four, driven by simple faith, Galatians 2:20. I was yes. put to death
1: yeah. on the cross, yeah. have been crucified yeah. with Christ. And I do not live anymore. Mm. It is Christ who lives in me. Yes. I, still, I still live in my body, yeah. flesh. But I live by faith in or because of the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me for me on my behalf. Okay.
0: The presence carry lived by faith. What is faith? Faith in not what you have done. Faith in what Christ has done. Amen. Amen.
1: Faith is, you know, people say sometimes
0: I need a big faith. You know, sometimes uh, they ask me, my testimony I share, and they say, you must have a big faith. And I said to them, I don't have a big faith. I have a small faith in a big God. Amen. 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 You must be extraordinary. No, no, I'm an ordinary man who follows an extraordinary God. Amen. 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 We went to Vaishak to go and teach on Holy Spirit, and they put my name in a, in a big board and said, Welcome, Charles. You know, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing I did, I rubbed my name. And I said, it's not welcome, Charles. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Why? Because it is not you who can bring deliverance for your life. It is the Spirit of Christ that brings deliverance. That's why John said, chapter 3, verse 30, he says, He must increase and I must decrease. Every time when your flesh gives room for the Spirit of Christ to manifest, He is being glorified. Amen. Amen? Amen. Look at this one. Your performance carry is driven by crazy fear. Crazy fear is what false evidence appears. real. Fear of failure, fear of losing, fear of man. Fear of a man is a big snare among even the body of Christ. You know, it's like a cripples people and they can't even function well. And that's because of the orphan spirit people come from anyway. So number, f- number five or four, I don't know, you do the math. I'm not good in math. Number five or four, peace and joy as the foundation. For a presence carrier. What is a presence carrier? Peace and joy as a foundation. Romans 15 13 says, Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, yes. fill you
1: to overflowing with uncontainable joy yes. and perfect peace yes. as you trust in Him. Yes. And uh, may the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. continually surround your life with His superabundance yes. until you radiate with hope. Whereas the person
0: who walks in the performance, confusion and fear. As a foundation, confusion and fear. And this is why peace and joy, by the way, peace and joy, peace is not absence of problem, peace is presence of God in the midst of problem. Amen? Amen. Amen. And joy is not happiness. Happiness happens. You know, when you watch your favorite Tamil comedy, my favorite Tamil comedies are all-time favorite, Gauntamani and Sindhil. I don't know, some of you might know. You know, the walapalam, they go to one store, buy one and uh, you know, one banana, this guy brings two and eats one, When they ask, where is the other one? That's the only other one either. You know, and that gives you happiness happens. You watch it, you feel happy, and that's it. But happiness is different from joy. Happiness is to do with Surrounding happenings. But joy. You may have so many things that is happening around you. That is chaotic to the core. But you have the joy. The emotion of God. As your core emotion. Amen. Amen. That's why I have said this. Peace is not the absence of problem. Peace is the presence of God in the midst of problem. Joy is the emotion of God. And many Christians are joyless Christians. I call them constipated Christians. They don't have joy. They just—they're just stuck. You know, they just don't have any exuberant joy in their life. They don't open their mouth and smile. They feel like their mouth is filled with beer or whatever, or they're constipated. There's no flow in their lives that's what happens when you walk as a performance because you are filled with fear and confusion in the last but not the least i think two or three more is there loving yourself as god loves you know and that's the 1 john four nineteen. we love
1: because he first loved us our love for others is our grateful response yes, to the love god first demonstrated to us mm-hmm.
0: Look at this one. Love yourself as God loves. The reason why you could be able to give to other people, the reason why you could serve, why you could come and give. You know, I know, I remember uh, people calling me and said, "This is the money for for serving the poor." You know why you do this? It's because you could be able to feel the presence of God and the love of God. If you don't know the love of God, you cannot give. Why? Because you feel like I'm not even loved. I'm not even taken care. I remember talking to one of uh, uh, our friends. I said to him, this is a crisis we are going through in India. Please, can you please pray? And uh, he said said to me, you don't know. We are having so much crisis here. And uh, I asked him what kind of crisis. And he explained to me that looks like prosperity according according to an an Indian mindset. mindset. Because Because many Indians would love to have that crisis. crisis. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know you he, he was telling we could not go to the supermarket every day
0: we could not go to the parks you know and uh, we have to work from home and uh, I'm like <laughs> I would love to have that crisis yeah. that's the thing because you don't know how much Christ has loved you. And last but not the least, you know, look at this verse, uh, uh, the kingdom person, uh, constant comparison for another person, you know, who uh, are in the performance. Next one, changes the atmosphere. Acts chapter 5, it says this, the word beautifully as a result, people brought sick into the streets and laid them on beds and that, so the Peter's shadow, the word shadow, I want to focus on, might fall on then some of them, as he passed away. The word shadow, it's the same word that overshadow, maybe when when she was visited by a- angel Gabriel, he said the spirit of the Most High will overshadow you. And when, when Jesus was transfigured, the spirit of God overshadowed Jesus. That's the shadow here we're talking about. It's not just a natural sunlight, you know, shadow. That's the supernatural presence of God comes upon you and you changes the atmosphere.
1: You know, when you are a performance carrier, you are not changing the atmosphere. You are changed by the atmosphere.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, know many, many people are changed. They are stotram, 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 stotram in the presence of God in the church. When they go home, when they meet their wife and their mother Allah becomes atram atram atram. Why? Because they are not performance, they are not presence carrier, they are performance carrier. And that's what I want to encourage you. The church doesn't finish on Sunday. The church starts on Sunday. Your quiet time doesn't finish after one hour. You are constantly twined, entwined in the presence of God. Last but not the least, we want to share the communion together. People feel blessed and valued if you are a presence carrier. Matthew five nine says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are called the true children of God. You know what happens when you are a performance carrier? People feel used and thrown away. This happens in the church people feel used. They say Have you seen that? Have you heard the statement? We have done so many things. But then they have thrown it. Let me tell you guys, Jesus loved people, used things. That's why his presence carrier. When you are a performance carrier, you love things and use people. Ask yourself, am I Nurturing people around me or am I using them for my own advantage? I have said this all the time to my staff. I said this all the time. My goal in life for you is not for you to just sow Papa's house that you will grow. We constantly ask what book you have read, You know, uh, what talent you are adding to your life. How are you growing? Why? Because it's not the end of the day what job you have done. At the end of the day, are you multiplying the gifts that God has given inside of you? You know, Patrick has composed a new song. It's so beautiful. I don't know whether he sang one of the Sundays we sang, right? Yeah? It's, it's so beautiful. You know, God is adding value in people's life. Why? Because during this time, God wants to bring out those resources for his glory. Amen? Amen. Now. Now, what what I want to encourage you is, after this time, go through the sermon notes. Ask yourself, am I a presence carrier? If I do, how will I can steward this more? Or if I'm a performance carrier, how can I repent and move out from there? And we're going to have communion now. We're going to take communion. And I want you to look at this verse again. John one twenty nine. John one twenty nine.
1: John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God
0: takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God who takes the sin of the world. Remember, in the Old Testament there was a Lamb that was slain but that Lamb could not take away the sin. It only postponed it.
1: It only brought us us time.
0: Ultimately, the perfect lamb jesus who came and that's why the bible says in isaiah 53 he was broken for our iniquities i want you to turn with me to isaiah 53 i'm reading from the passion and i want you to keep your juice and your bread ready and this is so beautiful he was the one who carried our sicknesses Verse 4, Isaiah 53. Endured the torment of our suffering. We viewed him as being punished for himself, something himself had done, as struck down by God and brought low. It was because of our rebellious deeds. What was the rebellious deeds? Each man walked on his own way. Because of our rebellious deeds, he was pierced. And because of our sins, he was crushed.
1: He endured
0: the punishment that made us us completely whole and in his wounding, you know. When the broken body, the wounding, the word wounding basically means chabar, which means the brokenness. In the wounding, it's like split open. You know, I don't know whether you have eaten a sausage, you know, you open a bread, you cut it, and you put the sausage and then a ketchup. That's the figuratively talking about. It's the openness, the openness of the brokenness of God. He brings healing. So this is not just yeah, in the liturgy, you, you do it, it every time, but a priest gives, gives you. This is you your life, this is who you are in Christ, Christ. in His brokenness. Your brokenness <laughs> is restored, in <laughs> His blood, you are washed. So every time you look at this bread, you take this bread, and you say, God, I thank you for your brokenness. Your brokenness fixed all my brokenness. Whatever your brokenness, it could be anger, it could be lust, it could be, it could be financial crisis, it could be unforgiveness, it could be you know, issues like addiction, porn, or whatever it is, God has restored your brokenness. And we don't take this and say, okay, I'm taking this so that I can keep doing this. No, no, no. This talks about, this brokenness talks about restoration. The broken body of Christ. The broken body of Christ. The broken body of of Jesus. I don't know what brokenness you are going through. God says, in the woundings of Jesus, you have found your healing. And Isaiah wrote, it was 700 years before. You know, Isaiah wrote in the time of King Manasseh. I don't know whether you know about King Manasseh. Manasseh was one of the evil kings who ruled Israel for 49 years. Evil, evil, evil king. During the midst of all those evil, God raised a prophet, Isaiah. And you know what happened to Isaiah? He was sold in two. Hebrews talks about it. You are saddened too. too. So So in the the midst midst of all this, Isaiah says... Upon his shoulders, a government will increase. It will have no end because Isaiah saw the evil king ruling for so many years and he got inspired by the Holy Spirit and says, there is going to be a government will come upon the shoulders and this, this government will never decrease. It will keep on increasing. He is the everlasting father, the prince of peace because what he was living around, it was all messed up, chaotic stuff. And then he goes on and he says, in the woundings of Jesus, in the woundings, we found our healing. That nation was going through mess. He was saying in the woundings, we found our healing. Right now, you live in this grace time where we look at this bread and don't reduce this into a simple
1: once in a month
0: routine, liturgy. That was how the religion has brought us. Religion brought this liturgy. This is not how it's supposed to be. That's why the Bible says when Jesus took the bread, he broke it. He didn't say this is symbolic no he said this is my body and eat this in remembrance of me and then he said whenever you take this he didn't say come once a month gather together the priest will give you he didn't say it's just the first week of the month we do this because at least this could be this reality me as my family we take almost every single day we remember whenever you remember this and I don't want to remember him once a month I want to remember what Christ has done every single day because, because of his wounding my wound have a meaning and restoration because of his blood I am washed because of his blood I am restored because of his blood I am redeemed because of his blood I am forgiven that's what they enter enter the tabernacle the first thing you see is the altar that's the blood the sacrifice then there is the labor that's the baptism washing then you walk inside, that's the that's the lamp, that's the mind that illuminates you. Then it's the showbread that shows that every brokenness has been restored. Then there is an altar of incense where you are now a sweet aroma. In the front, the altar is to fix you. Inside, there is an altar that you become a sweet aroma to the Lord. Guys, this is not just, this is not just. A yeah, ritual you do. This is your, is your life.
1: And that's why the Bible says in First Corinthians eleven, I guess, it says, examine yourself.
0: Examine. That means you need to search yourself. Any bitterness you bring it. God, you have taken this bitterness away. Any unforgiveness, you say, God, you have taken the unforgiveness. Any sickness, you say, God, you have taken my sickness. Any pain, you say, God, you have taken my pain. Any, anything that's Ephesians 2 also talks about, he is the one who brings the great division into one. You know what is the great division? The Israelites and the Gentiles. He brings the one. That's why Luke one thirty-five talks about there is the glory of God in the highest and peace and goodwill towards all men. That's the cross there. God is exalted and the peace and goodwill he brings all together. Come on church, there's so much. God wants to speak to us. Don't ignore this. Take a moment. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Say God, thank you for the brokenness. Thank you for the brokenness. Because of your brokenness, I am restored. Thank you for your blood. Because of your blood, I am washed. Take part. Take part. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you for your restoration. Thank you, Father. Thank you for washing us with your precious blood. Every time, Daddy, when you see me, you don't see me, you see your son's blood. Thank you. Help us to stay in your presence and run away, away from, from there. We thank you. Take, Take part, part in the blood of Jesus. Of Jesus.